Welcome to our Team Roundtable podcast, where we explore the hot topic of the week here at CRA Resources. And just a reminder for those tuning in for the first time, CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with a single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. So let's get started. Angela, what's the hot topic we've discussed this week? Well, it actually happened to me today, so I thought it would be a really good topic to have is how do we tackle active and passive job seekers, the whole topic of what you should be doing with your LinkedIn profile? Mm. Because, I, I, you know, back in the day, the LinkedIn wasn't really that big of a deal, was it? When we, I first started sitting in this chair in 2008, someone having a LinkedIn profile was a benefit. It made you more competitive, but it wasn't really as much of a firm requirement. And for some roles within our industry, it still isn't. But for the CRA role, it, it always shocks me whenever we're trying to represent a CRA who doesn't have a LinkedIn profile. And if you are a job seeker, you definitely want to have a LinkedIn profile, but it can't just be any kind of LinkedIn profile. It's got, there has to be some some thought put into it and it needs to make sense and it needs to be logical and, you know, that type of thing. So I thought what we could do is maybe talk a little bit about what your LinkedIn profile should have, um, what it shouldn't have. And then let's talk about how we can reach out, use your LinkedIn profile then to reach out to potential hiring managers or other professionals that you want to, to network with, et cetera. Because first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that your LinkedIn profile is clean and crisp because garbage in is garbage out. You reach out to individuals and your LinkedIn profile looks like garbage, you're not going to get a very good response. You're going to get a garbage response. So let's tackle the topic first of what makes a good LinkedIn profile. And I'm going to do it by asking the question of, what makes a bad one? Jenny, my love, <laughs> what would be top two or three things that you can think of that when you look at a LinkedIn profile, you're going to move on to the next candidate and not consider that can that specific candidate for a position? Well, I would say uh, one of the first ones is just the name, the very first thing you see. Um, and Sometimes you'll see one where it's just, you know, first name and last initial or just a couple initials um, where they're not really even providing who they are, mm-hmm. um, which definitely makes me a little suspicious because, you know, are they hiding something? Are they real? Are they afraid if I Google their actual name, I'm going to find something bad? <laughs> <laughs> they're a mass murderer or something. Yeah. Recruiters scare easily, don't they? You know, this was something that we talked about in that webinar last week is recruiters scare very easily. And, you know, job markets, especially for hot positions like CRAs, there's always a lot of candidates. And I would agree whenever you're not providing your full name, it's questionable, isn't it? Exactly. But I will tell you this. Um, I work with Jasmine Adams a little bit. I love her. And she's had me on a few of her her um, programs and, and such. And, and she's told me stories about women who've been or who are being stalked or, mm-hmm. you know, there are situations mm-hmm. to where maybe sometimes people are a little concerned about providing their full names. And if you have those types of situations, then just make sure everything else is completely buttoned mm-hmm. up. I don't know that I would completely eliminate someone because they had only a first name, last initial, if everything else was super crisp. Would mm-hmm. you? Exactly. Good. What else can you think of that might rule somebody out of your pool? Uh, well, one thing might be the, their photograph. Um, you want to see a professional photograph and not something that might be 
unprofessional or inappropriate. Um, I know one time I had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn and, you know, the first thing you see is their photograph. And I assume he was probably at the beach or with his family at the pool or something, but he wasn't wearing a shirt. So (laughs) (laughs) pretty unprofessional first impression. Yeah, we don't want to send that over to the client, do we? <laughs> hey, and th- that's the thing, right, is is in today's technology, it, you know, everybody Googles everybody. So when we send a candidate over, clients are going to look for that candidate too, aren't they? On LinkedIn and other social mm-hmm. media and all of that. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Anything else you can think of? Um, the other thing I would say is making sure to provide some good detailed information about your experience and your positions. Um, you know, sometimes we just see literally like a title and company and some dates, but it's very helpful to have a little more information about what you actually did there and your skills and your experience so we know what positions you'd be a good fit for. Um, and also, every once in a while, I'll see one where they really only show their current position and I don't have any history on what they've done before. And I mean, you're kind of selling yourself short. You ha- probably have great previous experience that if we saw it, we'd be impressed and, you know, want to represent you. So I would say definitely include some good detailed information about your previous experience. Yeah, that's really, really, really smart. And I, I know we've got our our research team on the phone, too, and they're all shy. I'm not sure they're going to step up. <laughs> but Kate, Ruth, and Rachel spend a lot of time whenever they're loading candidates into our database or, or they're considering individuals who have applied. They look at digital footprints, and they want to see that rich background, and they want to see that it aligns to the resumes. So if you've got a resume and then these LinkedIn profiles don't match the resumes or other social media sites don't match either, then that's a flag, too, isn't it? Good, good. Yeah, the the professional picture is a really big one. I mean, and I don't know, Becky, if you've got an opinion on this, but I've seen individuals who, you know, they're with their kids and they're with their family or they're running a marathon or they're riding a horse or they're doing whatever. (laughs) What are your thoughts, Miss Becky, whenever you're seeing pictures like that on LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Think of LinkedIn as a really powerful networking tool. So this is different than other kinds of social media. Yeah, LinkedIn is connective in that social media kind of way, but save that personal content for your other platforms, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. This is really for your professional networking, professional Mm -hmm. connections. So everything you do, make your brand on LinkedIn super professional. Nobody's going to fault you for having a beach picture on your Facebook profile Mm -hmm. if they (laughs) Google you, but just keep it off LinkedIn is probably the best idea. Um, And to Jenny's point, piggybacking off of the vagueness um, of the profile, you know, I had a gal yesterday who reached out to me and, you know, she was so desperate for a position. She said she had been interviewing a lot, but just no offers and told me all about her wonderful experience in the LinkedIn message. She direct messaged me and, you know, I would love to help her, but I looked at her profile and I didn't see any of that experience on her profile. I mean, she had just Mm -hmm. sort of a vague, I've been consulting, you know, for a long time, but not not a lot of details. Um, You know, we've talked about this in the past, the difference between roles, you know, some company may call 
a, themselves a CRA at some place or some site and might call their people CRAs, but they're really doing patient-facing work. That's where the tasks and the details you can give us on your LinkedIn or your resume are really helpful. We can figure out, are you our kind of CRA that has worked in industry, you know, for a sponsor mm -hmm. or a CRO? If I can't tell that from your LinkedIn, I'm not really sure you're even in the role that we can work with. So definitely mm -hmm. having those details is helpful. Um, mm -hmm. So we can help you and make sure that, you know, that's really what you fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's algorithms. So if you have a lot of oncology experience, you have a lot of stem and cell experience, you've got whatever experience it is, layer that into your LinkedIn profile because mm -hmm. it's now searchable. And so when someone's looking for an oncology CRA or an MS CRA or a nephrology CRA or whatever, you're going to pop up. And if you're either active or passively searching for a job, let people come to you. It's going to be a lot easier for recruiters to come to you and for then you to pick and choose which options you want to consider rather than you having to go out and broadcast and, and just by updating your LinkedIn profile appropriately and, and fleshing out those details in a professional manner, it's magical. It just happens, <laughs> doesn't it? Okay, well, let's talk about it. So now you've got your buttoned up profile. What type of outreach? So if you're reaching out to individuals, what type of outreach does it needs to need to be? I know, Carrie, you you have some experience here as it relates to people reaching out to you and you not being able to help them because... Well, and it's mainly because I've had people reach out to me and they're looking for whatever I have available to give them, mm -hmm. which to me speaks of desperation, speaks of fear. Um, so you really need to know what you want and you need to have that experience on your LinkedIn. Um, just because you don't have a job right now doesn't mean that you cannot get the job that you want. Mm -hmm. Because if I give you just anything and whatever, you're not going to be happy there. You're going to want to end up wanting to leave that client mm -hmm. so i think that's number one is just knowing what you want and making sure that when you reach out that you can elaborate on exactly mm -hmm. what you want i agree because i'm here mm -hmm. to help people to get them into a position that they're going to be happy in yeah yeah and i'm glad that you said that because there's every face that's staring at me right now that's why we're in this industry we mm -hmm. want to help the job seekers find the job of their dream but we need the job seekers to know what that is. <laughs> yes, I love what Natalie says sometimes. Help us help you. <laughs> we really, we want to help you, but you need to help us too. And that kind of segues to another thought around this topic is when you reach out, also keep it professional. This is kind of our whole mm -hmm. theme today, I guess. Keep it professional. Um, you know, personal, I, I get it. You know, work is very important. You have to provide for your families and, and yourself. And I understand it can it can feel like, you know, super personal. But when you are making these connections, you know, treat your recruiters like the hiring manager. Make sure mm -hmm. you keep it professional. And we are here to help you. So help us do that by giving us a good impression of yourself that you're willing to treat us. You know, we're the gatekeepers, essentially. Um, we want to help you find the right position. We also have needs from our clients that they have, you know, communicated to us that we have to honor as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if your tenures are super short, um, like the one that reached out to me yesterday, she had a bunch of really short tenures and our clients, you know, are really particular about 
they like to see that you've stuck to a you know a position for a while and and that kind of you know dedication and whatnot and so when we give you that advice we're trying to help you you know stick where mm-hmm. you are for a little while and then let's talk after that we're trying to help you with your career trajectory and then you know definitely don't get combative about that. (laughs) You know, this is what we're seeing from our clients. These are the requirements, you know, so definitely help us help you in that sense. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I I wonder how many job seekers don't really understand the role of the recruiter. And and, and I do know that there are a lot of recruiters out there that behave like sleazy car salesmen. So I get that. I, I understand that the recruiter title has a bad rap in general. But, you know, recruiters only get paid when we get placements. And our mission for every candidate that we find or that reaches out to us is to rule you into an open position that we have. But if we can't place you because of your job tenure or because there's a mismatch or there's, you know, you're you're not qualified or whatever, you're not professional, whatever the other Mm -hmm. reasons are, then we can't spend our time on you. We've got to go to that candidate that we can represent. And that but we do try to give you that feedback like you did with the individual yesterday, Becky, is, you know, you you need to get somewhere and stick. Your job tenure is is pulling you back. You know, it's keeping you from being effective. I had someone that reached out to me. Hey, um, this morning, first thing in the morning, I hadn't even had my coffee yet. So I was a bit bleary eyed when I was responding to him. But kind of along the same lines, but a little bit different is when you're reaching out to your recruiters, or your hiring managers, do your homework first. So this guy reaches out to me sometimes through the middle of the night and I look at his profile. It's first name, last initial, but he's got a picture and he's got some details fleshed out on his profile. So I would have worked with him, but he asks me this question. Now, keep in mind, he had to email me. So he's on my profile to send me a message. And his message is, do you place contract CRAs? And I'm like, Yikes. how in the world do I answer that with, without being a smarty pants? I mean, especially first thing in the morning without <laughs> coffee. I mean, how do I how do I say something here? Right. To say, come on, really? I mean, you could t- it's all over my page. If you go to our company, it's all over that page. By the way, we've got a jobs page. Go apply for a blooming job. You know, I want to help you. And if you had said, look, I see that you and your firm place contract CRAs on I'm in the market. I would have had a completely different reaction to his outreach. So you got to think about the fact that we're trying to reach out to individuals in a real way. I want a real person contacting me. I get people that come to me that say, hi. I really have no idea what you want me to do with that. <laughs> and I'm certainly not going to enter into a conversation with you and drag it out to Carrie's point. Be able to tell me what you want. Be able to articulate it. Right. And, you know, I've, I've had people that have just said, help me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we want to, but we can't do anything with that. Yeah. And then I had whenever I was doing some of the Jasmine Adams lives, I had a a gentleman that reached out to me, but it was so generic. And um, and of course, I didn't respond and I didn't accept his LinkedIn invitation. It was attention, all recruiters and hiring managers. Are you an expert in resume review and formatting? Because if you are, don't you want to work with me? Because I have such potential and you can help me craft the resume, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no. Not only did I archive, but I blocked him because this isn't a, this isn't, I mean, maybe he thought he was being clever, right? 
But I got no time for that. You guys, you know, whenever we're representing individuals who are real individuals, we are going to work with you on your resume formatting. We are going to write your cover letter for you. We are going to give you advice on how to improve your LinkedIn profile. And we're going to help you understand who you're going to be interviewing with and what their hot buttons are. And we're going to talk to you about your style. We're going to make your video works. We're going to do all these things for you because we want you to succeed. But let's get into a real conversation first so that we can decide what each other needs and if it's a fit and if it is then we're going to move forward at mock speed so the ultimate goal is for us to help you mm -hmm. but you have to help us help you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh, perfect well thanks yeah. so much everybody um really appreciate it this was such a great topic um does anybody else have anything to add before we go okay well, thank you all for listening. If you want to explore more of our content, you can visit CRAresources.com slash blog to check out our latest articles and additional podcasts. You can also sign up to get this content delivered to your inbox and feel free to reach out at CRAresources.com for more information about our firm.